BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. So if you're transhuman, you can live for a long time. Well, he projects that by 2030, 50, that'll be happening but that doesn't mean it's going to happen because he projects it he also points out the problems and he's like we can't really download your mind into a computer because your brain is situated for like your limbs right yeah have motor capacity so it wouldn't really work for your brain or your mind to be in a computer because it's not made it's made for motor functions and having you know body so he actually says if we're going to do it you need to make the body somehow live forever so, but he's saying that, you know, that's a long way away, but I'm skeptical of a lot of the claims of transhumanists. So transhumanism, Satanism or whatever, sex magic, Hollywood, <laughs> DC, it's all kind of tied together. Yeah. Yeah. So let me ask you something simple and let's just, I'm going to try to stay focused because we've got so many things. Was Hollywood created by accident or on purpose with an agenda? That's the first question. I think pretty early they knew the camera would have the power to change society on a mass scale. I don't know that each of the five studios was created on purpose, but I do think there was the idea that we can, you know, utilize this this amazing technology to, you know, for propaganda purposes, which is what it first was used for. Um, who, think, who, who used like it? Like Howard Hughes early on. I mean, used the, it for what? The movie Hell's Angels. That was a propaganda film, like in the twenties. About so, what? Uh, World War One propaganda. So. The. Can what? I talk about the big D? Big D. Yeah. Jesus. The big PP. <laughs> no, no, Howard Hughes. I know, right? but can I put Leo. that example in there? There is a multimedia conglomerate that is the largest in the world. <laughs> Some of the big corporations that own everything. Based on uh, a mouse. Oh, okay. They a were mouse. created by... Disney. A, yeah. They were created that. by a, a, a three-letter thing. So, oh. Is that 100% correct? Yes. I have three books on that. Yeah, that's true. That I wrote. That Disney... Yeah. The big D. Yeah. Was <laughs> created by... You're telling me by... The CIA. They were co-opted. Bill Donovan helped Walt get Florida thing going. No, you have to start like this. There's a guy named Bill Donovan. So give us a little backstory. So here. William Donovan is the first guy chosen to be the head of the OSS. The what is the OSS? That's the predecessor to the CIA. Okay. And yeah. what did OSS stand for? 
Office of Strategic Services. Okay, so, so. You, here's how I'm going to help you guys because you guys are like talking about like microbiology and expect us all to know. So let's dumb it down. So hi, Jamie. So there's a com- before the CIA is <laughs> something called the OSS. It stood for this. There was a man. Blah blah. Try to do it like that. There was a guy. Okay. His name was William Donovan. Yes. Wild Bill. Yes. And the government said, you run this intelligence network that will be private and secret. And it won't be in the military anymore because prior to that, it was kind of military that did intelligence. Now it will be this secret sort of office of black ops stuff, right? And it will answer to basically nobody. And that was called the OSS in 1942. And then a few years later, 1947. What was it formed for? For black ops. For it's the Office of Strategic Services. Black ops, there's anything that is... To do covert operations. Covert operations. But also surveillance, sabotage, all kinds of things, right? Against us. Ostensibly against the enemies of America, but also to control the domestic population. Got it. Good. And so... um, That fucking gummy's kicking in on you. I'm looking uh, at your eyes. Go ahead. (laughs) So, So, You're gummied, you're not gummied. So Walt was helped by Bill Donovan to get the land in Florida and to help set all that up. And I think the the deal. How did they get involved with Walt? Uh, I can answer that. Go ahead. So the day after Pearl Harbor, you remember that? Yeah, my father told me he he got a call so or something. He was twelve. The Walt Disney Studios was commandeered by the United States government to produce propaganda films. So ninety percent of all of their resources went into creating wartime propaganda films for soldiers and for public early cartoons yeah or films both cartoons mostly. okay because i remember that steamboat willie time this was 1941 so i think uh snow white was around 35 ish is that an original disney idea or was that a uh, um what they call it just basic what, snow white yeah, was that a Disney idea, or was that a, what do they call I think that? That was one of those fairy <sighs> happy birthday. Yeah, Grimm's fairy tale. Okay, so yeah. it was a general idea. Okay, but anyways, so the United States government put Walt in charge of um, propaganda, so he created films about paying your taxes. Why did they find Walt? How? Just because he was so um, he he was so good at animation. Okay. And so he was got, a young animator, and someone yeah. in the government discovered him. Yeah. And he was making his rounds. And they're like, we're taking over this studio, and we're making cartoons about how Donald Duck is going to enlist, and how Minnie Mouse saves her bacon grease for uh, munitions, uh, <laughs> you know. And not a lot of people know that back in those days, not everybody paid their taxes like they do now. Okay. And it was actually a cartoon called The New Spirit, um, with Donald Duck showing you how Donald pays his taxes dutifully. Uh, taxes to beat the axis was their tagline. Taxes to be what? Taxes to beat the axis. What's the axis? Axis powers like Germany, Japan, and... Um, okay, all right. So um, you can actually get a whole DVD series called Walt Disney on the Front Lines. And they have all these weird cartoons about the making of a Nazi um oh yeah what does that mean (laughs) so there's a cartoon called making of a nazi and it's the life of a nazi youth uh, this little kid named hans and they show you how that nazis come and they take hans away from his mother as soon as possible when he's very young and they put him in the uh 
Hitler Youth and teach him and brainwash him basically uh, how to be a, a trained killer with no mind. And who who made that movie? Disney. Because why? Because the army commissioned him to do all of these propaganda films. And it was true. Yeah. That's how they did raise the German soldiers, Nazi soldiers. Yeah. Yeah, that part's true. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, all of these weird old uh, wartime cartoons, look them up on YouTube. They're really interesting. Um, chicken Little is not about a stupid little chicken. It's actually like a parable about um, believing propaganda. Yeah. The what? <laughs> Chicken Little. No, the what propaganda? Just believing propaganda, ironically. Meaning? Um, Meaning you should believe the propaganda. <laughs> about how they use psychology to lead crowds into um, being harvested, basically. The, the fox, the sly fox in Chicken Little uses propaganda and Chicken Little to get all of the chickens to leave their safe coop and into the foxhole so he can eat them. And so that film is to kind of uh, prime the human for the same thing? Well, they're saying this is Hitler techniques. Oh, that was Hitler. Yeah. Okay, so they said Chicken Little and they used it for Hitler. Yeah. Okay. Um, there's cartoons of Donald, Dun uh, Donald Duck reading Mein Kampf. Um, Are you kidding me? Mm -hmm. So this was to be made to show... The evils of Nazi Germany. Right. Through cartoons. Exactly. But that's not a, is that a bad thing? Well, it's just pointing out that it's government property. It's government property. Yeah. Okay. And then Hitchcock did the same thing. He, he was filming World War II propaganda for British intelligence, actually. Made, so British intelligence. So these, so this was all these other countries, ours included, to defeat Germany. At that time, so yeah. it was a good thing. Yeah, but the propaganda continues on because then you have. So you, but what you're saying is these independent creative studios were were not. Yeah, they were used by the government. Yeah. Okay, so let's stay on Disney for a second. Okay. <sighs> My fucking brain. Uh, today it's still loaded up, and it how? Simple way. Go simple. Today, Disney is loaded you, up. The box is loaded up, meaning the deck is stacked. <laughs> the deck is stacked. Well, we think that Disney is the most sophisticated mind control technology there is. In you too. And yeah, and our fans and people who we work with and um, colleagues. And I be I believe that, but how? Explain that to people. You got to talk in that microphone a little bit more. Um, pull it towards you. <clears throat> so Walt Disney, not only did he work with the CIA, he also worked with Werner von Braun and the FBI. Werner von Braun was a Nazi? Yes. Okay. Filmmaker? Rocket scientist. Okay. Go ahead. Who was brought over with Project Paperclip after World War II to... Um, That's all the NASA guys. Yes. <laughs> working also with Walt Disney. Okay. I didn't know that Disney part of it, but go ahead. <laughs> yes. Um... So, these films are highly sophisticated mind control propaganda for children that spans over generations now. It's been, what, five, six generations that have grown up on Disney? Yes. And it is 
trusted as some sort of like innocent Americana um, family value company. Mm-hmm. But when you actually dig deeper into what their values are and, and the creation of um, the theme parks and things like that, it gets really weird. You got to go into it. <laughs> well, I don't want to get you mad. I don't want to. <laughs> I never got mad. Will you explain it? You, know, you told her what I said, right? You were worried about us talking about. Uh, yeah, I already said that. We know yeah. why. Yeah. You got you to gotta <laughs> walk this line here. Yeah. Right. And I, I'll never put out anything that will make any of us. I love everyone. That's why we talk. I know you do, it, but yeah. dum-dums get a hold of something and misinterpret okay. it. This is why we tell you these things, because we don't want you to be fooled and fall into pits and hurt yourself. That's why we're here. I know. <laughs> I'm with you. Yeah. But I, let's. But this is a simple topic. But So go into what you just said. Disney is used for one thing, and now, but it's weird. So go ahead. So like the theme parks, for example, they have... Um, Oh, I'm saying the weird. So go right. Ahead. The theme parks have deals with the Department of Defense, right? So this is 20 years ago that Disney started taking your DNA when you thumbprint in. That was a DOD program from 20 years ago, and part of the reason for that is because at Disney, when you walk into like Epcot, right? Epcot, the big golf ball, that's actually sponsored by Siemens Corporation, which is giant. It's a mega corp, right? Um, what is Siemens Corporation? It was a Yahtzee it's like a, corporation. Yeah, oh yeah, it's it's like a big old school, like you know, World War Two era. What? Yahtzee. Above the- What's Yahtzee? <laughs> Tiny Mustache Man Company. I don't know what you can say. Tiny Mustache. Oh, man. you mean it was a Nazi corporation? <laughs> yeah. What was Siemens Corporation? So okay. Okay. Every ride, almost every ride in the theme park is sponsored by like a military industrial yeah. corporation. Hold on one at a time. Say what? Every ride. Almost every ride is sponsored by a military industrial corporation. Meaning they gave them money, or yes. it says their sim- symbols on it. Advertisement and a propaganda and a brainwashing tool to get you. Um, Accepting of these things, like explain said, one. Okay, um, UNESCO does. It's a small world. Say it again. UNESCO. What is UNESCO? It is a like NGO. No, it's the United Nations uh, Education Culture Organization. Right? Yes, and so they sponsor. It's a small world. Right, and they How? are heavily pushing the stabbies. And okay, depopulation. Go, go slow. How do they sponsor Small World? Well, the each ride is is sponsored in the sense that not just money. When I when you're saying sponsor, I want to see. I'm thinking there's a big there's thing. a plaque. Yeah, there's yeah. a giant Where plaque. Where is their plaque at? Every okay. So next each time you go on a ride, a ride at Disney, I'm going to keep you guys very clear. Okay, okay where's the so there is a plaque? Yeah. Yep. Next okay. time you go on a ride at Disney, uh, around the entrance or the exit or whatever, or even inside the actual ride itself. Um, They'll tell you that our sponsor is this, like Exxon Mobil mm. does Land of the Dinosaurs. Uh, Chiquita C- Banana. Chiquita Banana does this uh, boat ride. Um, so what? is it, are they being paid by those companies? Mm-hmm. And Disney, but Disney has its own money, so why would it take a sponsor? Well, because these all work together as part of a conglomerate, right? That's that 150, 300 people we're talking about, right? Okay. Yeah. So... It gets it has these sponsors and it's so it has their plaque, and you're saying there's 
micro there's things that affect us on the um unconscious level that we don't realize is happening to us yeah and just give me the specific the most best ride the best example um one when you go to epcot and you go to like norway i think I was like 10 years when I saw this one. It might not be there still, but it's all about how we need offshore drilling and how oil is so important to uh, the economy. And they have like the oil rigs there in the ride. In the Epcot Center. Yeah. Okay. I'm not, I haven't done that one in a while. Yeah. But okay. So, but that would make and no sense because they want to, they want to, try to get rid of fossil fuels, right? Well, this was uh, many years ago. But well, I did see Land of the Dinosaurs that was sponsored by ExxonMobil right. and saying that's fossil fuels that we need to keep, you know, the lights on. Well, the... the Let's mo- g- I'm going to pick a ride and you guys tell me how it's a CIA one, government one. option. I got a perfect example. Splash Mountain. <laughs> there is Masonic stuff on there. I yeah. have a perfect example. You ready? You've heard of Monsanto, right? Of course. Oh biggest evil yes. uh, corporation so they're, they're thriving they were the first um to sponsor tomorrowland in disneyland so you go to tomorrowland sponsored by monsanto and it's just a big uh like commercial bazaar commercial yeah. for um you know your plastic house or your irradiated foods and and they have models of um this is going to be your kitchen in the future so tomorrowland was an um an expo for Monsanto. That makes sense. So, but but they sneakily put it in there. Yeah. Okay. So, Disney makes its money legitimately, but it gets helped by the government. That's what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Well, and the Fortune 100. Would you say that every piece of product that comes out of them is a work? Do you know what that means? It's part of the... Like a work, like wrestling is like a work. Uh-huh. So there's like if two wrestlers are gonna go, they go and they go, you're gonna do this, you're gonna do something with the chair, and it we work it. And then if they go like this in wrestling, it means I'm not working it. It's real. Mm. So is like for instance, is was Harvey the Love Bug movie made, <laughs> and it was just like this is a fun, cute movie, and that's it, or was it like to sell like Monsanto, <laughs> like to sell bugs? Yeah, like yeah. what, like. Well, they know that's going to happen. Is everything a work, or is there anything that's just made creatively? No, I think some things are, some yeah. things are innocuous. Yeah. So you you could probably argue that one of the greatest movies I've ever seen, called Enemy of the State, that is still early, even though it was made twenty five years ago, was probably made for a reason. Well, it's predictive. I mean, it mm-hmm. like, called like the Patriot Act style. Yeah, loss of civil liberties. Yeah. And I know when we did that movie, we had the best people from. That were consultants. Right. Okay. So, Disney. It's going to be hard on us here. (laughs) I've heard this from many people, but I know you guys go into it. They are basically all the stuff they say is true. They're, They're working with the government. Yeah. I mean, that's not even occulted. That's just kind of... That's can, public. Yeah, yeah, that's public knowledge that they... And also a big part of their um, agenda is to push magic and get children interested in 
occult things and magic. Because they're all I mean, the magic kingdom, right? Sorcerer's Apprentice is Mickey Mouse. Um, they're all about magic of Disney. So you're I, so I wrote a book. The first book I wrote was about ceremonial magic and all of this, and Disney was uh, heavily involved in that first book. Um, <clears throat> because I used to think there was a difference between white magic and black magic. I don't think that anymore. But Disney is integral, just like things like Harry Potter, into getting children interested in the metaphysical and the magical way of thinking, which leads to OTO down the road. OTO. Yeah. The sex magic you were talking about. What's OTO mean? Ordo Templi Orientis. Oh, okay. So you're basically saying it's a priming. Mm-hmm. It's a grooming. Grooming? Yeah. Grooming kids um, to be interested in magic and other bad things. And the world is over-sexualized more than ever. What do you think is going to happen? In the next five years. With that. Just that. Like where will sex be in five years? Well, I, I'm telling you this. I've had a good life. I've lived. I've had some, you know, some times that, you know, you might not approve of as much, but it wasn't nothing bad. It was fun. Um, but this, what people are doing now and talking about and the way it is, I'm like turned off mm. it's like i have a girlfriend it's like that's rare for me and i actually like, just want to be with her that's like rare for me because i see all this other stuff and i'm like this is like what's going on like i feel fucking weirded out so all the stuff over the last three years i'm like i kind of did get more into like you know maybe you know maybe god is real and like i, I believe it was real like i was saying at your talk because of the evil that i feel and see so there's got to be an opposite, right? Mm -hmm. And so I just feel that it's just the normalizing of weird shit mm. is happening more and more. Well, and and go ahead. I'm we sorry. weren't always squares. Like no, I don't think you're squares at all. I think you're... <laughs> we've had our... No, I know. I think you had some wild <laughs> times yeah. before, yeah. right? Probably more than you. Didn't, didn't you guys mm -hmm. tell me? No, I was wilder than her. <laughs> <laughs> so, but wait, so you, you've you had, you know, different t times and lived your life, right? I have, yeah. And then you've also had your own times. Yeah. Like one night stands. Can you say you had that? I've had that. You've had that. I've had that. Yeah, yeah. okay. You've, all right, so then you're not that wild. Maybe not sexually, but I have been... You know, traveling, I've lived a lot of different lifestyles. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I used to live on a school bus and read tarot cards for a living. Yeah, you were like a hippie. And now yeah. I do this. But you, so. but the thing is, when normally I would discredit that. I would call you a crunchy crystal. And it's like, well, you know, I'm not feeling. But now as I look into all this stuff, that's why I try to describe things in the simplest way. Because there's a lot of truth to it if you can back it up simple explanations. And that's why this pod's a little hard because we went all over the place. I wish I did one at a time. But it's like one thing that leads to another thing. Like all of that shit actually is real. And I'm just trying to break it down for people in the simplest way. Like when people say, this girl I worked with one time, great actress, Jay, she said, your vibe is your tribe. And... That was like the, I was like, this is brilliant. And so basically, 
she started me thinking about this of how who you surround yourself with that energy is real and jumps and that is a real thing like energy is an actual tangible thing mm -hmm. we all agree on that right yeah, definitely and so that's why when we were talking about this sex magic, you got me thinking of like why certain people are so successful in that sect of a sect of purse of a, 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 a specific sect of a certain religion that we, you know, ontology <laughs> and how some people are so successful. And I'm wondering now, mm. and you've just put it together in my head of why it works. For certain that. vibes. So my question to you is, is everything in Hollywood placed because I was never placed? And I almost think I was successful. Obviously, I definitely was in spite of it. And I probably hit a certain level because they probably knew I couldn't be co-opted. Would you agree with this statement? I would agree with that. I think, yeah, things are controlled at a pretty tight level in super high level things so if anyone is on a super high level would you say they're co-opted that's just very likely but i don't know in every case obviously but it seems likely some people you can look at and for sure say they're a cia asset well that that's come out in history of hollywood in many cases yeah the thing that bums me out is this because i because i want to talk to you because i know that you are more you're more into it than she is and, and like you still love acting and comedy and, and you did but you know i know what you seem to like this is that i just did it i people lie and say all these reasons why they do it oh i'm an artist i did it because i wanted attention i had no idea what i was doing i had no idea what i was going to do i was you know i had no idea what any what talent was i didn't know anything i like to break dance i like to rap and then I did funny voices. And somehow that led me into, I was a mimic. That, you know, pushed me into going out and trying where this all happens. And then from there, I just kind of found my path through trial and error. You know, doing comedy seemed to work and all this stuff. And I did it for attention. And, you know, I have had a lot of amazing things happen in my life. I'm very fortunate. But the more that this is opening up and the more we're seeing this and the more we're hearing about these things that are now leaving the dark corners of the internet and starting to trend on Twitter, it's fucking grossing me out. And it's, you know, I always tell people who are these social justice warriors, you, you're, you're so angry about causes, but, and you're tweeting about them on your iPhone, you know, you're 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 complaining about this, but you're you're tweeting on a device that was made on the the back, the bloody backs of slave labor. And I'm wondering if Hollywood is that. If it's if if we're trampling on the the is it is it propped up as the underbelly evil? Is it evil? Is it evil? Do you want to answer? A lot of it is. Fuck. I mean, I don't think the whole thing necessarily is. But, I mean, if it's used for a lot of propaganda, for a lot of, you know... Propaganda I'm okay with. If it's good propaganda. 
Or no, I, 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 propaganda yeah, is okay I if it's that. like if it's like hey, pay your taxes or something that's not so terrible. But if it's like evil propaganda, yeah. no. but go ahead. I'm yeah, I know that's, that's yeah. I mean, could be propaganda could be for a good purpose. It just means propagating your ideas. Mm-hmm. You have good ideas, right? But um, if it's to serve, you know, the global elite, if it's to serve, you know, an, an American imperialist you know, agenda, for example, like in the Cold War, something like that, like then it becomes more problematic to where um, Hollywood's not about what you think it is. It's about all these other things. Yeah, so let's let's drill down on that. So, so, and again, I'm in Hollywood more than these two, but they've studied it so fucking much that I go to them because I'm fascinated and I believe they can back it up. They can, every one of these things, they can show me in a bibliography. And that's just rare. Okay, so it's unheard of. You guys are the only two that really can back up anything you say. Uh, whether the source is real of, of you know, but I also believe that you go with these sources that are also mainstream, some of these. So I did a video on Little Nas X, okay? I've talked about this too. I also talked about the Met Gala. We're already in the same page. Um, I had a talk with somebody the other day. You know, there's talking about Taylor Swift is... You know, people are leaving unconscious, whatever. That's a great example of what we talked about. So, right. and listen, I'm a big Taylor Swift fan. I think she's great. Okay. But th- this is an example of, I hate to say this. How can I say this in the simplest way? There's a lot of smoke saying that on stage, she's practicing witchcraft. And that people are forgetting things in the circle. And then if you ever saw a movie called The Witch which is an amazing movie and black Phillip. There's a lot of similarities. So what's your take here? Um, well, I, in my second book, no, my third book, I do a, um, profile analysis of five pop stars. Okay. And what we're talking about with them is the Monarch program. Yeah. CIA Monarch Program. So Monarch Program for everybody is basically MK Ultra dividing you in multiple personalities so they compartmentalize what they need you to do. Mm-hmm. And the Monarch Butterfly is a thing of sex kitten, all this shit. Mm-hmm. So she would be one of the ones that I feel like have all of the um, symbolism of being through that Monarch Program. So you're saying, so Taylor Swift comes from a very, f- I hate using these names, but maybe I just try it. So she comes from what I know, a very nice family. Um, her, her dad, I think, was an investment banker or something. From Pennsylvania, started in country. It's an easy way to get in there if you can write songs. She was a great songwriter in Nashville, blah, blah, blah. And then popped out of country and became pop, and now just now is a global phenomenon. You're saying at some point along the way, what happened? Explain that to the basic ears. Well, these are things that I can't prove. You cannot prove, but you have a vibe. But we, like detectives, we look at patterns. Yes. Um, and, I mean, look what happened to Britney Spears. Britney, listen. So she went through the ringer. Exactly. Mm-hmm. There's there, there's a lot more. Britney's not crazy. Mm-hmm. She was right. driven that way. And you know what? And I got to talk to her, who is Amanda Bynes. Because mm-hmm. when I worked with Amanda, when she was 16 years old, and she was the most beautiful little flower. And I'm not saying she's not a beautiful flower now, but there's something happened to her. Mm-hmm. And that needs to be talked about if she ever wanted to. So, yeah, she's a definite different person. So, go ahead. I don't know what happened. So, 
I talk about Lady Gaga, Katy Perry. Um, Bring it closer, please. I'm sorry. You Queen, can pull it up. Queen B. Okay. Um, <laughs> gay. Taylor Swift. All of these girls, Miley Cyrus, mm-hmm. um, I think have probably were candidates in this. So what does that mean? What does it work? Explain the program. Be really specific. It is a torture. I understand. And with how love and love bombing and all of these things that are coming Drugging. out. Yeah. Drugging. Um, so you're saying that these women started normal. Yeah. Because I can tell you, I used or, to be on the Warp Tour, and Katy Perry was a Christian singer, very different than she is right. now. Um, she had a small little stage. A lot of these things could also be bloodlines because that's. Um, but let's stay focused. That's going to take people on a whole other world. Let's okay. just go simple. So you're you're playing. You're getting so some success. Take, Somebody does what? Let, let's take Britney Spears for example. So okay. she was born into you know not a very wealthy family. Yes. Her dad was you know shooting possums in the backyard for food and stuff like that. Right? Yes. Um. So. What could happen is that they could be approached. Like she was on uh, Star Search and mm-hmm. all of these child talent, you know, Dis- uh, Mickey Mouse Club. Mm-hmm. So they could approach her parents and say, oh, uh, Brittany can, you know, be a superstar if you send her to this camp or this uh, That's rehab. Or very that. believable so far. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. And so it could be that these uh, stages are monarch programming centers so they they take your kid and they say your kid's got a lot of talent Mm -hmm. and we think they can go far like do you remember that um prank that you did the uh child island yes okay that was so funny that's one of the best but um (laughs) i was probably tapping into something i didn't realize i was tapping into how many of the parents said sure you can Uh, put my kid on at least half of them yeah Yes, at least ha- which was we showed the fucked up, fucked upness of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, and then you want to go deeper. Uh, CBS did a show, a real show. Oh wow! Of the of Child Island. Yes. Oh my goodness. You can look it up. Wow. Yes. <laughs> yes. So they did a show like that. So you're saying at some point they're getting to say, "Hey, your kid, like, let's bring him to this camp." And through that, the Monarch program, which I won't get into, but you're saying it could deal with some sort. It's definitely mind control. It's definitely programming. And you're saying it also could be ritualistic abusive. Exactly. And splitting of the psyche is the number one um, landmark of that. And so a lot of these girls in their videos, they're two different people or three different people. Um you mentioned Taylor Swift, one of her videos, she's got seven or six or seven lined up at the end, and they're all Taylor, different Taylors talking. Um, there's a video that Lady Gaga did called Prelude Pathetique, I think it's called, and it is her artistic expression of what it's like to be in one of these programming centers where she imagines that the nurses are wearing Dolce & Gabbana and that mint green is in this season because their hairnets are mint green, and she's being wheeled through a... It looks like a loony bin, really, of other, and there's other little girls playing piano, and um, so, yeah, look up Prelude Pathetique, and that is her story of how she went through that. So, and it's basically what you're saying is these humongous pop stars, 
start normal and then are co-opted and used as tools to inf- to to basically I put up a uh clip today from a, an academic mainline that you like you were saying a minute ago mainline academia has even proven this that her name is Frances Stoner Saunders she wrote a book about the relationship between the CIA uh, and the front they had called the Congress for Cultural Freedom in the Cold War mm-hmm. and they'd recruited like all of these academics all these pop stars people like uh, Bertrand Russell AJ Ayer um, Jackson Pollock, uh, Andy Warhol, mm-hmm. they were all getting CIA money to promote certain things in the arts with, and they didn't even know that this was a CIA front. So a lot of times this stuff can be done without direct knowledge, but sometimes it's direct knowledge. So people stuff. are pawns in the game. Yeah. So can some of these pop stars be pawns in the game and not realize they are? Okay. Yeah. Um, the handler shit's definitely true. Right. Um, that Black Mirror episode where the girl was the little mini version of Miley Cyrus. Miley, yeah. That's definitely true. Mm-hmm. Um, have you watched The Idol yet? Mm-mm. You have to watch The Idol because I'm going to do a video about it. That's much deeper than what it is on the thing. But it's basically about who you make a deal with. It's a deep, deep thing. So one of the things I talked about recently, and I just want to see if I'm on the same page with you, is that... The Super Bowl is basically one big magic fucking show, right? Right. And every year, I don't know when it started because I don't remember. Am I? Maybe I'm dumb. I don't remember Michael Jackson '93 having right. these symbolisms. So I don't know if it just happened in the last twelve years, but there has been a similar fucking D and the red backdrops and all this shit. It's just too much now. So the the. You're saying they do, and they're culture drivers. Okay, do they enjoy their life? Do are they are they getting? Do they have three hundred million and they can attack, or is it all out of? Are they literally prisoners in their life? Every documentary I've seen about a girl pop star, they are miserable. I just watched on the plane Selena Gomez documentary. She's crying all the time. She's miserable. She's has to take substances to calm down. Didn't you do a whole Katy um, Perry study? Too? I did a whole Katy Perry yeah. study. Um, Taylor Swift, her documentary. That they're all very sad and <laughs> kind of lost. And w- so, sad. you mentioned the Super Bowl and what they're doing with these mega women pop stars is they're trying to incarnate a certain. Spirit, a certain demon. It's called the Scarlet Woman. Okay. I'm listening because that's right. I did, though. Um, and so Alistair Crowley, he said he was going to usher in the Aeon of Horus in 1904. And oh this is the eagle-headed, hawk-headed god of Egypt, Horus. Okay. okay. Yes. And all of the secret societies, not all of them, but m- many of them um, venerate Egyptian gods and goddesses. Right? Okay. No, I don't, no one knows what that word means, venerate. Just use a dumb word. Worship. Okay, there you go. Okay. Just, just keep it simple, guys. <laughs> Venerate. Okay. Um, so Crowley was trying to... Crowley. Crowley. Well, he said Crowley because it rhymes with holy. Listen, I know him. You do? <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> and he wanted to usher in the Anne of Horus, which is uh, defined by ambiguous morality, warfare, and childish behavior. Say that again. So let's let's take it, make it that that dumb down statement. Okay. A- usher in the anus, the what? aeon of Horus, the age 
So just please be okay. be dumber. You're too smart. <laughs> he wanted to usher in the age of Horus, yeah. which is a vibe. Yeah, good way to put it. Okay, he wanted to get this vibe out there, which was warfare. Warfare, which is happening. Yeah. Okay. Ambiguous morality. Totally happening. Um. And childish. And childish behavior. behavior. Yeah. So basically, he it's right now. Yeah. So it. Worked. And why? Did they want that? Because they believe that these... Loose morals, no accountability, act like a five-year-old, and fight. Yeah, and they think that um, the world operates in cycles. Like, there was the age of Isis. There was the age of Osiris. Mm-hmm. And we're entering into this Anne of Horus. And Horus's counterpart, his girlfriend, they call the Scarlet Woman, or Babylon. Mm-hmm. And so they were doing all these rituals to incarnate this spirit, this vibe, this demon. They were doing rituals to summon the demon. Let's keep it simple. Incarnate, again, is a big word. But incarnate, that means something because um, it means getting into another body. body. Get possessed. Right, like voodoo. They're doing a ritual Mm -hmm. to get these spirits in them. And the scarlet woman is what? Is the counterpart to their god Horus. Okay. She's that's a, his girlfriend. She's a, Keep that a amalgam. His side piece. Yeah. <laughs> she's an amal- um, a mashup. Yes. Of Ishtar, of uh, Kali. And what's the purpose for her to be there? To um, lead the world in debauchery and sexuality. Got so it. Stay right there. Okay. So, but what I said earlier, Sodom and Gomorrah. Yeah. So even though T.S., Twizzle Sizzle, mm-hmm. comes off as sweet and pure, there's an underlying of debaucherousness? Her, one of her personalities, okay. when she's in a different altar, could be programmed to go into these rituals and do certain things that she might not even remember as her core personality. Is the witch shit true? Yeah, I gave a whole talk on this um, just like three weeks ago, how we're going to be seeing even more witch, uh, witch core become way more popular. So when they're doing these shows in these stadiums, mm-hmm. see, we talked about they're a lot, but I can file rituals to this idiot. I can make this episode one episode of one thing. Okay. So in these stadiums are big conjuring ceremonies. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And see I, how we did that at some point? Super Bowl ritual. I yeah. call them high profile rituals. And I actually predicted which rituals. Yeah, which will... That's brilliant, (laughs) if you say that. Um, What Katy Perry would be um, embodying in 2015 Super Bowl, do you remember when she came out with a flaming dress riding a lion? Yes. Okay, so I have a picture in my talk, and that is the exact picture of Inanna of Mesopotamia riding a lion, and one of her symbols is fire. I'm writing down these thoughts because I just said... So, yes, so that's when I started getting... Did the sharks mean anything or no? No, I don't think so. So that's like a that's like a basically like the 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 message is the broccoli, the vegetable that the kid doesn't want to eat, and the shark is like the you know put it in applesauce, right? Yeah. Like that's so that's just BS. But the real okay. So these these stadiums, whether it's T Swizzle Super Bowl or whatever. Um, basically are these humongous, humongous 
conjuring ceremony mm-hmm. for energy for who for yes. the for the performer for the elite yes. for the programming of us what yes like you remember what was that astro world i did a video about it yeah okay go ahead so gotta a, bring it closer i'm sorry you're so you're demure 12 there you go i wrote in my book about high profile rituals and i mentioned all of these like madonna is a big one um with her blasphemy yes and um God, it's being hung up on a cross and things like that. So yes. This is a, yeah, a mass ritual setting that sucks energy and directs it where they want it to go. It's like an antenna. It's a big energy antenna and then direct energy of the perception. The, astral, the astral world 100%, I believe, because the way that people died, it was fucking evil. Right. So, so they use this. 200 million people watched the Super Bowl. And then what? Does it come into our minds and yes, affect our beliefs our, or has actually physically alter us uh, in a I way? I mean, could be. I guess in the t- case of tea swizzles is, you know, memory loss concerts. I mean, it could be a physical the thing. The biggest thing is I've never seen a bigger tour than this, than her. It's insane. Mm-hmm. Doing two and three nights in a stadium. Mm-hmm. Like bigger than the Stones. Mm-hmm. Okay, so on this, I have a question. Do you know how celebrities look one way and then all of a sudden they have a bunch of tattoos? My belief is uh, that's branding. Do you agree with that? Branding? Meaning, like, taking on a new brand. like, no, like, meaning, like, oh, you've been branded. That's one of ours. Like, that's oh, yes. one of ours. Butterfly yeah. tattoos is one to look for. Crowley talked about that too. He would mark and stamp his women. So I hot iron. Yeah, with a hot iron. Like a cow. Yeah. Your cow. Right here. With his mark of the beast right between their breasts. Mm -hmm. So he would let brand them. Do you remember that happened with Stormy? Remember Stormy Daniels had like a she was branded. Actually branded. Yeah. Who is that? By Um, who? Nexium too. They did that too. She was in the circles if I recall, this is years ago, but like Nexium. Remember Nexium called? Yeah. They branded. But she was in that? I don't know if she was in that, but she was branded in the same kind of way that they were branded. Like You're saying there's a goal yeah, by doing Incarnating that. Babylon. Incarnating Babylon. Yeah. Okay, so w- explain what that is and tie it into the movie. So remember what we were talking about? Um, the, the gods and goddesses of Mesopotamia and the mystery school plays would be... Um, Keep it dumb. Their way of portraying the gods. Yes. But also they thought that they were channeling them. So where was Mesopotamia? In the Middle East. So Mesopotamia is this, this Iraq and Syria. Yeah, okay, so that's basically the birth of all of a lot of this like mm-hmm. being able to like act out to summon a god. Yeah. yeah. For use of what you want. Of temporal power over, you know, a civilization, a city, a priestcraft, you know, the priestess, mm-hmm. high priestess and then the priests and then the People. So what they believed was that the god owned the city and the priests were the stewards and the people were just servants of that. Okay. So Babylon, the movie, mm-hmm. which I didn't see that looked, it looked amazing. It, I think it worked. I think people loved it critically, but I don't know if it, I don't think it did well in the box office. Explain your belief of this. 
and what that was made for. And then you showed me the landmarks of actually in the movie that are still here. And now I cannot look at Hollywood and Highland with the lighting scheme and the God of Horus without well, thinking of you. Hollywood Every time. Highland is Enki. It, okay, but what's that mean? Enki was one of the Sumerian gods. Okay. So Hollywood and Highland is basically a place where, what, Enki lives? Well, um, Babylon means gate of the gods. Okay. And so they would have a a gate with the lions on it in Babylon. It was yes. blue and it was called the Lion's Gate or mm-hmm. the Ishtar Gate. Mm-hmm. And so it was the crossroads where gods and people met. Okay. And they believed that you could become possessed by them. Just like in voodoo where they believe the loa come down and mount a person in a ritual and ride them like a rider would ride a horse. And so the the being that is not ethereal, mm-hmm. like, i.e. you and I mm-hmm. and, and Jay, if we wanted to get more power, mm-hmm. we would do some type of ritual to get this God to come into us yes. so we're more powerful to get something either positive or negative. And that's where a lot of the performances come in. So the person we talked about before, you know, yes, the queen, she says, I feel something come into me and then I perform. Yes. And I don't remember yes. what happened. The, the most famous philosopher in history, Plato. Right? Yes. Plato has a dialogue called Ion. Yes. It's a lesser known dialogue. And in that dialogue, he says that in my city, we're going to have to ban the people that are into the arts, the actors, the musicians. He says because they have the ability to call into themselves the daemons or the gods, which then possess them in their arts and in their crafts. So people don't know this, but Plato even talks about this. Thing. Why is that bad, though, if it's for good? Well, he thought that it was bad because the city would not be run by reason. It would be run by people going wild, and you get too much, you know, you can't have a city run by Jim Morrison's, right? Everybody's going crazy. So it's got to be run by reasoning from Plato's view. So there are people that I think are possessed, and they have extra abilities. And I thought, are they really talented? And only in the last year do I think they're actually possessed. Oh, really? Yes. Is that a, is that a right thing to kind of say? Yeah. Okay, so... Babylon was made why? Well, the Tower of Babel. The movie. Oh, the movie. So the creator, we did a really good show yeah. about this actually, um, said it was a poison pen to the industry and a love letter to the art form, which we love movies as an art form mm-hmm. um, because it incorporates all kinds of neat technologies and artistic expressions you've got the music you've got the pictures you've got the storytelling you've got the acting and so we love all that part but Mm -hmm. the which you can use art for good or bad Mm -hmm. right and in babylon that movie the um the moral of the story is that hollywood is an industry that will chew you up and spit you out if you let it Mm -hmm. it can just completely destroy you mm-hmm. um and i'm thinking of that movie metropolis mm-hmm. you have to see that have you seen that it's been yeah no. oh it's okay a thousand years old you have to watch it it's a great work of art and it's encapsulates a lot of the stuff we're talking about stratification of society where the workers work underground and the elite enjoy the benefit of that 
and there's a scene in there where all of the the workers are marching to they're basically the cogs in the machine of the city yes okay and they're marching to um their workstations and they're going through this mouth of moloch and it's just crunching them that but, thing yeah that also looked like that was that astro world yes exactly mm-hmm, yeah that picture why do they have that in that movie because it eats souls but the it, movie's it, not about that. It is about that. She's talking about Metropolis, not yeah. Babylon. Yeah. Yeah, but that's crazy. That's such a dark message. It's even weirder because it ties in um, black magic and Satanism and um, technology. So It's a transhumanist movie in the 1920s. It's he, about the creation of the sex bot. I have to see it. He yeah. makes a, The dark sorcerer makes a sex bot and sends right. him. Who her, made it? Fritz Lang. Mm-hmm. Com- okay, don't tell me, because C- I want to watch it. Is it commissioned or was it made? Meaning, was it like a part of the programming, or did the guy come up with the idea? In your opinion, um, he was a German expressionist, so he was probably not. He eventually had to leave Germany because of Tiny Mustache Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he probably would have been working with the studio system at that time in Germany. Um, do you mean was it intentionally put out as propaganda? Yeah. Um. Ultimately, yeah. Uh, I don't know if it was. It sounds insane because it sounds like it's even still ahead of its time now. It is it was right. Way ahead yeah, of its exactly. Time. It has a sort of Gnostic theme of savior too, like the fa- there's a father god and a son and a, a holy virgin, and the holy virgin becomes a evil sex bot. That is sent into the city and destroys the city because of her dancing. You're telling me too much. Oh, okay. I want to watch it. Okay. Okay, hold on a second because I wrote these questions down. (laughs) So Babylon was made just as a movie. It looked like an amazing, like, movie about the history of Hollywood. But you're saying it was made for other reasons? I don't think Babylon was made as a way to program anybody. I think okay. it, I think it was like a like she said like a criti- cautionary tale. Cautionary tale and a love letter. I mean it's it's love letter to the art form, uh critique of the industry, that kind of so thing. So I have to see the movie. So it's a great yeah. movie, right? Mm-hmm. It is great. I thought it was great, yeah. Really well done. Yeah. And the public didn't understand it. Right. No. Okay. It does have some esoteric themes to it. You have a descent into the underworld and resurrection and all kinds of things. Well, that's, I don't want to go off. I'm, I'm going to talk about the idol. I want to talk about where we're at. So if you go, just, I get goosebumps right now. So to me, that's why I came to Hollywood based on those pillars of like the system. People hate gatekeepers, but it's like if you are accepted mm-hmm. into this, I hate to say secret anxiety, but it was supposed to be a fun, cool society, <laughs> then you were considered talented. And I always felt... My mom said, "You're li-, like she always used to read me this book called The Little Prince, and she's like, that's who you think you are. You know, you never want to clean your room. You never want to do anything. You're a little prince. And that's how I felt. I felt I lived below my station in life. I felt like I was a country club kid, even though I grew up in the city. So that's why I always sought out Hollywood. It's like, I need to be exalted. I'm better than just, you know, delivering pizzas, even though there's nothing wrong with that, but I felt like I had more to offer. So Hollywood was that way for me. Mm-hmm. 
and the excitement of right now in this neighborhood. Why I'm always drawn to this area. Isn't that fascinating? What does it, why, why am I always drawn here? Never the West side, never too far. Well, from La Brea to Fairfax, there's, there's, if you look, there's one big house and then there's another big house and they're huge. Those, I believe, were Charlie Chaplin's guard gate houses. And at the top of the hill above Franklin was one big house. Now it's been torn down, I believe, and there's a lot of other houses. But that all of that was Charlie Chaplin's estate. And the ability to come here. so And, and the Hollywood sign was Hollywood Land mm-hmm. and Hollywood Land Realty and the Holly Brush. But there was also something, it's a whole other pod about ritualistic with the holly berries or something. I do remember this. And so this whole thing, like when you're saying with magic, is in kind of around here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, but Chaplin to me built Hollywood. Um, and he is the man, but I don't know enough about him. But going back to what you're saying is, it was all these big houses were built by set decorators and they were built for nothing. And now they're hundred million dollar mansions. So it's a fascinating thing. What is my point? I'm, I've lost it. But my point is this, is that, cause I wrote this down, is that <sighs> these ceremonies that you're saying and these, in these messages that they're putting in, in the media, I know the simplest way I can break it down is this music changed somewhere in the thirties or the forties with the megahertz. Mm-hmm. That's 100% correct, right? Mm-hmm. And so literally the anatomy of a hit happened because you're kind of being brainwashed. That's correct, right? Mm-hmm. And so if you can write a hit actually scientifically. Right. Okay. And so all hidden messages in certain music, that's a real thing, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. When we're doing this stuff and they do it like your, your Katy Perry thing, is so real because if you look at one of her videos, it literally goes to ancient Egypt or Mesopotamia with the dark horse. Yes. It's just so full of it. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's insane. Like, like I guess if I never listened to you guys, maybe I wouldn't have thought of it. I'm like, Oh, this is just artistic, but it's like completely like that. Right. And I'm starting to see this everywhere. This, 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 and this, but people say the symbolism will be the downfall, but, they have to do that is because that's the revelation of the process. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So basically, if I can explain this to everybody listening. So um, it's like this. I'm going to try to make it as dumb as I can. You're basically saying in front of me is a strawberry. I'm going to eat this berry. And by saying that I'm going to eat this berry will give the berry its flavor. If I don't say that and I just put the berry in my mouth, it will be bland. Is that kind of what it, the same thing is? By giving it, you're actually activating the process by saying you're going to do it. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. So revelation, Lighting the match, if you will. Revelation method is the idea that you can prepare people for what you want to do down the road by seeding it in fiction as a form of propaganda. But you have to do that, correct, Mm -hmm. in order to make it work. Yeah, to steer it in the direction and to basically to initiate the masses into your cult that you want to control. But you have to actually do it to get this science of it to work, correct? Right. 
So vampires, like they say, you have to be invited in, even though it's supposed to be a parable. They cannot do anything unless you do it. Mm -hmm. I personally believe vampires exist. Are we all on the same page with that? Mm -hmm. Okay. Like Lost Boys level or like Bella level? <laughs> Are you making a joke? No. Okay. You I'm said gonna, not to make jokes. So. I'm going to make it deeper. I'm going to go deeper with you. Okay. Very big director. Legend. Uh, I had dinner with. Directed a major legendary thing. And he passed away. Um, and it's not who you think it is. For the people in the comments. And he had told me. And he looked at me deep in my eyes. And this was in the late 90s. And he said, you could go to Switzerland, which now I've been hearing a lot of smoke about Switzerland, and that all the stuff that we're talking about now, he told me something in similar 25 years ago, that they there's a serum from aborted fetuses that they get together and they repurposed it, and you can take this serum and it was like the placenta and inject it and there was a term for it. It wasn't what people are thinking about. This was an actual medical procedure. Yeah. And that's, he said, that's why people in, in Switzerland look 30 years younger. Hmm. And he said, that's vampirism. Mm -hmm. And I, that's when I started believing in vampires. So, it, it like the placenta and like the, have you ever heard of that? Mm -hmm. Okay. I know we covered a lot. What are you gonna say? Well, a lot of acting. Um. Well, you you were talking about Empire of Their Own, how they they kind of lay the foundation for Hollywood. Yes. But apart from being what they were, they were also Freemasons. All and, of the people that started Hollywood. Mm -hmm. Do you know that for a fact? Mm -hmm. Carl the Emley. five big ones. Carl Emley. Mm -hmm. The Warner Brothers. Mm -hmm. Isn't, aren't they Jewish? Mm -hmm. Can Freemasons and Jews be, are they two separate entities? Not necessarily, no. They can be. Can Catholics be Freemasons? They're not supposed to, but they do. Are Freemasons a Jewish thing or a mold? Or? No. Not exclusively, no. Okay. Um. So part of their rituals is what they call self-transformative psychodrama where you go through a play and you're initiated into the higher levels. So if you're going for the third degree of Freemasonry, you're going to be playing the part of the character called Hiram Abiff, who was a master mason. And a lot of their foundations are, are based on this guy, Hiram Abiff. And... The third degree is his death, burial, and resurrection. So you are blindfolded and they knock you over the head lightly. They don't hurt you, but um, they kill you and they bury you in the chairs and it's called the rubbish pile. And then um, they take you out and they resurrect you with the grip of the lion's paw and you take your blindfold off and you see the pentagram and you are illumined now. And um, <clears throat> so what they believe is if you want to become something, like you said, a vampire and the high, uh, the creator of the church of satan talks about this too he says if you want to be a vampire you have to live like one so uh you know don't go out in the daytime drink blood sleep in a coffin um wear black like do everything that a vampire would do and eventually you will become what you are portraying 
And? And what? I don't know how to answer and, that. What well, is I mean, that's how you could get vampires, is just have people um, trying to become vampires. Fake it till you make it. Exactly. You make it. Yeah. You just made me think of something. Ishtar the movie. Uh-huh. Babylon the movie. Uh-huh. It feels like all the things as you're bringing this stuff up, basically they've all been made, but they weren't made just by a whim. Oh, no. That movie Ishtar with Dustin Hoffman was probably made on purpose. I haven't seen it. I haven't. Ishtar, a movie. I yeah, it was I in 19, 1980s. Oh, okay. Okay. I got to watch that one. Interesting. Okay, so everything is being exposed, right? What do you think is going to happen? As a result of the things being exposed or I, in the next five years? I think that. I mean, dude, you're talking to me. I do a joke, like like I did at your show. Like, the the reason why this is so crazy is because I'm talking about it, okay? <laughs> now, you don't know anything about me, but my father was a big UFO guy. So I knew about David Icke probably before most people. He had his books. Now, whether my father imbued it in me or whether I was he was part of a lineage, I have no idea. But he was into this shit way before. And everyone thinks he's nuts, right? Of course, everything that he says is coming true. Did I sit there and deal with it all day? No. But I find myself following in his footsteps subliminally. And so I, I am more into finding out the truth. Me. Like, I do rap movies. I breakdance movies. I do fucking comedy. You like my pranks. That was all made for entertainment purposes and escapism and, like, to feed my narcissistic, like, attention-seeking. That's it. That's all I did. I was like, ooh, people are paying me money to do this, and I love it, and I do comedy for that reason. But now I'm drawn to this, what the fuck is really going on? Like, it's more important to me than any movie and all this other bullshit. It's all bullshit. So if I'm like that, this shit is going to go everywhere. So... Do you think that basically people are pulling away from Hollywood and do you think Hollywood's going to have like this big ass like undoing in your opinion? Aren't the movies that are becoming successful showing that, right? Like we talked about the beginning, right? Well, I think that the sound of freedom is yeah. going to be a huge moment in because I I don't know if the algorithm's feeding me, but I feel like it's Ooh, we have like four minutes. It's the most important topic. It's the most important topic we should talk about in the world. You know, the, the, the abuse of people and children, you know. And yet it's being not only ignored, it's being maligned. But yet it's being completely consumed. People are going into AMC and saying, they're, they're saying the movie theater's broken. It's insane. So to me, this is like, we're, we're at, right now we're at this fucking huge Babylonian, whatever you want to say, Katie party moment of like <laughs> spiritual war. Yeah, we're literally like in it because it's like I'm like fuck you. Like I will go down the AMC and open the doors myself, and it's like how the f so, and I feel like a lot of people that are normal people that work at a subway are like this is fucked up. So you tell me, are we at a pinnacle? That like a tipping point. Towards, yeah, towards truth. Tipping yeah, point where like, Alex Jones is CNN. Unbelievable. And, oh my god. The globe. The globe. Let's have a quick cough. The globalist, uh, 
Ladies and gentlemen. Folks, this is not the real Alex Jones. Wait, wait, okay. Wait, uh, let me do one. <laughs> this is emergency broadcast. Uh, all right. <laughs> nice. it's kind of, all right. So, like, where he is now considered mainstream media, where you are considered, you know, a bait, like, and you're considered, like, informative and not, like, spiritualistic. Like, are we at a tipping point? Mm-hmm. I believe so. What do you yeah. believe? Well, we have like three minutes. Wait till people realize that all of this immigration stuff has to do with the. Jesus Christ. The, what you do again? Can't You're going to get yourself canceled. <laughs> Say it in a way. The immigration thing has to do with what? TREF. Oh. Oh. Trafficking? Yeah. A lot of what's going on in the news might have to do with trafficking. Meaning immigrants are being trafficked. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's true. Also, the chaos in France mm-hmm. was almost felt like they opened up the borders to let people go crazy yes. to cause chaos. Yeah, yes, totally. He's, he's doing a book. What's it called? Uh, it's about the Fabian Society and their. Um, their plan to do that. So basically, there's a book about what you just said. Yeah. To cause chaos. Yeah, cause chaos. Yeah. So then you can, you know, problem, what, reaction, solution. What did Klaus say, right? Yeah. Klaus said, there's going to be a much angrier world. Yes. That's it. That's your best impression you did so far. I'm not saying you can't do other ones, but. All right, listen. You guys are fascinating. I think I learned a lesson. I think I got a one-on-one. I'm a good one-on-one guy. I hope you got... Did you guys have an okay time? That was a blast. This is... These guys are incredible. Like, they're fascinating. I know this episode is one of the wildest ones I've done yet, meaning because it's so information-dense. And Jay's a little better, but they're both... Meaning... kind of dumbing something down but you you also use a ton of big terms jamie uses so many big terms it's harder for her to i don't mean better i mean you're he's better at dumbing it down but you're so good at it there's more retard in me (laughs) can't say that so special um slow boy there's more slow Slow, boy in me oh that's a good term that's our term slow boy yes um so i'm probably gonna have to have you back one-on-one or have probably tackle a subject at a time, like two subjects, because each of these subjects deserve five hours. Um, follow them. Say your Grammy. Jasonalsis.com, uh, Jay Dyer on YouTube, all the other outlets, Twitter and so forth, and fourth hour of Lord Voldemort every Friday. Um, Jamie Hanshaw on YouTube. The show's called Out of This World, and on Rockfin also. You can find me there. That's crazy that she has to go to Rockfin. Because I say all the bad words, and so when on Rockfin, I can say whatever I want to, and that show gets crazy. Yeah. I'm on Rockfin too, by the way. Yeah. Okay. And listen, guys, you know I've really enjoyed doing the show. I I would like to do another one. It'll be fun. And the, these guys say a lot of things. They're beautiful people. There's they're they're completely investigative people. There's no hate in their heart. They're married. They are an, a, a monogamous to each other. Although they've had wild past. <laughs> I did. She they did. wear they wear their own main clothes <laughs> made out of orange peels. <laughs> and um basically the Sumerians are here. So 
in a nutshell, they're fascinating. If I like them, you're going to like them. We just have to make it so it's easy to interpret because it took me some time too. And it's just, but basically, what you guys have told me in this episode that pretty much everything is a fucking work to fucking brainwash us, to control us. And everything that is being talked about in conspiracy is pretty true. It's a good way to put it. <sighs> guys, I love you. The pod is growing. Something happened with YouTube. I broke through. I don't know what it is. Maybe they're loosening up because they know we're all going to leave. Like, subscribe, go to their stuff. Comedy, cons, conspiracy. Peace. Devil water.